Hey everyone, hope everything's been going well on your end. It's been a while. It's been a long while. I don't even know how long it's been. It's been over a, a month, maybe something of that nature. I should probably have looked before recording this, but thought let's just get back on it, get back to it. A lot to catch up on, on my end. If you've never heard me speak before, my name is Joel Edwards, and I am the founder of the Moonlighters Club slash Moonlighters Agency. Excuse me. <clears throat> and explain that cough in just a moment. For those of you who have listened to this before, hello. It's been a while. Um, it's good to uh, to do this again. Um, this past month has been pretty, pretty insane. Uh, so for those of you who may or may not know... Um, this summer has been a fairly busy one with this podcast slash agency. Uh, before the summer, was laid off. Couldn't really get things going due to issues with child care. And finally hit a, hit a stride, hit a rhythm. Was going to Boston, getting some work done with the Boston Ujima Project, recording some interviews and planning the next showcase and got a good rhythm going. Um, I turned 40 this year, September 21st, 1983. So yeah, I turned 40 years old. So I planned a trip to Scandinavia to celebrate. <clears throat> Excuse me. My, my birthday is next month, but my daughter's birthday is in October, wife's in November. I'm like, let's just do the trip in August. Plus it's summer, should be nice. And uh, did a three-city trip Uh for 11 days total. So it was Oslo first, then Stockholm, then Copenhagen. Planned it. Had five people come along with me. Yeah, six of us total all together. Um, and we were playing this for a while and then hit it. So August 2nd was the date I was supposed to fly out. Funny because two days prior, like two days before that. So like right around July 31st, August, my wife had a business trip. So I was alone with my daughter. And we actually had to have a friend to watch my daughter the night, the day I flew out. My daughter was sick and uh, got my wife sick, then got me sick uh, with coldish, fluish thing going on. So, uh, and I saw it coming the whole time. So I'm like pissed. I'm, you know, I'm worried about my daughter, but I'm also pissed. I'm getting ready to go on this trip. She's coughing in my face, sneezing in my face, boogers everywhere. Whatever. I get on my flight August 2nd. Scandinavia Airlines, SAS. If you've never done it before, do it. It's amazing. They do one of those cameras. I've never seen a flight with a front camera and rear camera, so you can see the plane taking off from outside. I've never had that. Um, it's clean. It's organized. I'm a big fan of SAS from now on. So I flew out there, flying out. Not too bad. Seven and a half hours, seven hours, 45 minutes to Copenhagen, then an hour to Oslo. Uh, pretty, pretty straightforward. I was feeling kind of shitty the whole flight out there, but able to watch a couple movies and, you know, conk out for an hour or so, then hit. You get to Oslo, and and for those, like, yeah, you're going to, I'm sorry, you're going to have to hear my trip recap. It's It was a lot. So, uh, Oslo is pretty insane. People look like Vikings for real. Height goes up, people get taller, braided beards, right? Crazy hair. Um, it 
Yeah, it, that, you're in a different part of the world when you get to Oslo. But Oslo itself is super crazy. I did some research on the city prior to us going out there. Um, it wasn't. It was a poor country until they had an oil boom, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, uh, I don't know if subsidize it is the proper term, um, but basically the state uh, they kept it all in the family, for lack of a better word or definition. So cultivating, exporting, using oil has brought a lot of prosperity to Oslo. Uh, it's a very, it looks like new money, but it also looks kind of old and quaint. It's really small. So it's both. You have really newish, new age, futuristic. It's like Viking futuristic stuff, new architecture. It's crazy, but also like old parks and historic streets. It's pretty cool. When you get to Oslo, all the metro, the metro is amazing. And it's done on an honor system. And you don't pay, pull your card out ever. You just download an app called Ruder. Ruder, Ruder I'm probably mispronouncing that. Link your card, and that's it. You buy tickets through that. They're like $3 a pop, $4 a pop, depending on how far you're going. And then that's it. You never pull anything out or have to do anything. Just buy it through your app. It's amazing. Norwegians, nicest people I've ever met. But they don't talk to you. It's crazy. Like, they see you, they look at you, but it's rude to just run up on strangers and get in all of their business. So, you're chilling. Like, it's funny, as a six-foot-two-ish black dude, you know, I usually don't encounter many problems when I'm walking around. But, you know, everyone knows what everyone looks like when I'm walking. I'm from the U.S. I grew up in Boston. I mean, you'd be an idiot. I'm not with the whole I'm colorblind bullshit. We all know what, we, what each other looks like. You know, sometimes it comes up, sometimes it doesn't. This is one of the rare places where I feel like people just looked at you through you, but not in an angry way. People are just like, hey, uh, and then, you know, to everyone. So you could kind of walk through the entire city and never be bothered. If you needed help, you could get help. But you're just like in your own world. It's crazy. And it's not a crazy tourist destination. So like even the tourist destinations weren't really that packed ever. It just felt like your own private little city. It was awesome. Um, also it's fairly expensive, like living in DC, I'm crazy, but we, I pretty much hit every neighborhood. We did it's the crew I was with, uh, pretty cool neighborhoods. I'm going to mispronounce it. Grunerlaka, I think is my favorite neighborhood. Uh, there's a nice sculpture park, uh, right somewhat close to the main, to the palace, the Royal Palace in Oslo. We went to the opera house, uh, highlight of the trip world two. One, we went to this spot called house of nerds where you could just play video games and get drunk. But like home console games, not barcade stuff, not computer stuff. Straight up Smash Brothers. You order drinks, food, whatever may have you, and kick it all night. Um, and there's another spot called Mike's Corner. Uh, it was a, it was a food spot. You can go there, get some quick food and drink. And it was based off a of New York bodega. They sold really nice clothes. I bought a couple shirts. And uh, they made lemon pepper wings all the way in Oslo. And they were actually really, really good. But it's based on hip-hop culture. So I had to stop. found it on Instagram randomly one day right before we went out there. Went out there, and I was pretty pumped about it. Oslo was, it was pretty cool. So then we left Oslo, headed out to Stockholm. Uh, couldn't get a straight train from Oslo to Stockholm. They're like, Stockholm is all the way on the east coast of Sweden. Um so it's like, yeah, it's not in the middle. You have to go all the way through. So we had to take a bus that we almost missed. Uh, and then take a bus to Gothenburg, Sweden, and then a train to uh, 
to uh, what am I trying to say? Stockholm from Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, funny because we went between these three countries and passports were only checked like once when we got to Copenhagen. Like going to Oslo and then going to Sweden and then to Copenhagen, that was it. Never pulled out my passport. Train ride was nuts, man. You get on. As soon as we get to the train station, it's different, man. People in Sweden are talking a little more. Uh, they're way blonder, just as tall. And the train ride's crazy, man. People running back and forth, walking back and forth, ordering drinks, standing up. It was during the U.S. and Sweden's World Cup game and the knockout stages. And Sweden ended up winning. People were pretty, pretty, ups- pretty happy. Excuse me. We were pretty upset, but people were pretty happy on the train. Uh, Stockholm's nuts, man. It, Stockholm was the one of the three that felt like a different world. It's like It looks like Paris, but it feels like you're in a totally different place, like some totally different world. And it was cloudy most of the time we were in Stockholm and rainy, but it, it just felt like you're in a totally different place. Um, Stockholm's less, people are less closed off in Oslo, but it's still quiet. People are still conservative. Um they don't really, yeah, you don't really talk to strangers. You just see blonde people walking around, fit blonde people walking around everywhere. Metro, awesome in Stockholm as well. You can tap your credit card, get right through. Stations running, humming, trains running, humming. It's awesome. Same. Everyone on the train minds their damn business. It's like a Scandinavian Paris. It was awesome. Uh, it's Stockholm is interesting, man. It's a bunch of islands. So when you're exploring, you do need to take the metro from one spot to the next. Um, my favorite part was the island Gamlestan, which is the which was Stockholm originally. It's an old island with like cobblestones and palaces and old small little streets. They have this little Viking restaurant bar called Shatetunen or something like that. I mispronounced mispronounce it, but you go underground and it looks like you're in a barrel. You're ordering mead and honey beer, and it was it was crazy good. Lamb and shit. You're eating like an actual Viking. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. So I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Also, Oslo and Stockholm, like the reason I went, one of the main reasons for the trip was like, you know, food, seeing something new and drinking. The beer wasn't that good in Oslo and Stockholm. Also, liquor stores are state-owned. Our government owned. So not a big fan of that. So that limits what you can get. There's a lot of laws over buying bottles to go from like breweries and shit. You couldn't do it at all in Oslo. Stockholm, you had to go. And I didn't feel like their their collection, the liquor store had a lot of stuff. Like it's like, they're not as crazy capitalism as you, they, you know we are in the U.S. Um, where you can go get like 50 types of bourbon or whiskey and all kinds of stuff. Um, it was still neat. Stockholm was, was, it was quite an experience. Uh, great restaurants in Stockholm. I think it's a good place to go to date, um, with a loved one, wife, something of that nature. It's chill. It's bigger than Oslo, but it's still chill. After that, we went to Copenhagen, which Copenhagen's like Europe. It feels like mainland Europe. And it is, but it feels like going to Paris. It's like a Scandinavian Paris. Uh, what I mean by that is people, you know, look Scandinavian, they're taller, bigger. Uh, training Copenhagen was great straight through about six hours, five hours, probably it's expensive like Oslo. And it's a dangerous expensive because Copenhagen is a really chill city. Copenhagen, you could do any way you want. 
you could go with a family member. They have the Tivoli Garden. You can go with your family. They have Tivoli Gardens right in the middle. So you can, like, go to an amusement park right in the heart of the city. There's plenty of parks and, like, cool stuff to do like that. You can go with your husband, wife, partner, whatever may have you, and have a really romantic time and go to, like, all kinds of Michelin star restaurants and picnic and do that. Uh, or you can go with a group of friends and party and rage and drink on the street. And, yeah, it's 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 anything you could want um in copenhagen bikes are everywhere i almost got hit by a car you have to respect the cars because they'll kill you but the bikes really that's a thing everyone's biking everywhere copenhagen is also flat so that it's easier to do it there whereas oslo and stockholm are very very hillish very hillish um yes uh copenhagen's nice it's flat it's not that big a city so you can explore pretty much all of it a lot of bottle shops so a lot of places you can go pick up wine and beer to go. A lot of clothing shops, really good clothing shops, man. So you can go to like store, urban clothing store, get a t-shirt, people drinking beer in there, just kicking it. There's a DJ spinning. It's awesome out there. Um, we went to the Castellette Fortress while we were there, which is this massive star, like for Mario parties, the star island looking fortress. By the We went by the Little Mermaid statue, overrated, which I saw was overrated prior to doing it, but it is. It's a sort of tiny statue that like a hundred people or so are around waiting to take pictures of this small thing. So you have to, it, it's not worth it. There's tons of other things to take pictures of. Um, Yeah, drinking outside. Copenhagen has a cafe. You can sit outside, hitting up, I hit up gasoline grill. Copenhagen's great. Highly recommend Copenhagen. Everyone should go to Copenhagen one time. Uh, we went to Freetown Christiana, which is a place that practices, an, uh, it's an anarchist part of Copenhagen. So you go there, you walk in, and you hear this is where people sell drugs, but it's also supposed to be like an anarchist enclave. So like we're creating our own society within the society of Copenhagen. So you look there, and it's pretty cool. They have clothes, and people are selling things. They have shows that they put on for free. They have clubs. They have bars. They're basically creating, their, they want to create their own society. Um, so it, that was nuts to see. But there is a section where it, there's an open-air drug market, which is wild. And there's people out here yelling, hash, weed for sale, got that good shit, weed, hash, weed, hash, all on your face. The People thought the cops came the second time we went through, so people were grabbing their stuff, diving and running away. It was crazy. Uh, that is a hell of an experience, going to uh, Freetown. If you do go to Copenhagen, just go to see it. It's crazy. Uh, Architecture is good in Copenhagen as well. A lot of people, we went to the Round Tower, saw the whole city beautiful churches it was just an awesome 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 time uh one thing that is true about Copenhagen is this is the most touristy feeling of of all three uh so if you do go to Copenhagen you want to do something like hey let's go to that harbor that you always see on postcards with the different colored houses and the boats there's hundreds of people out there it's crazy or going to the Freetown or Tivoli Gardens However, if you go to the neighborhoods like that aren't that far from the main part of town, if you go to like Norbro or Osterbro, tons of stuff to do, fairs and like flea markets and people are pretty chill. Like you can walk around and get lost in Copenhagen. It's not that big. Metro, amazing as well. Buy a ticket once on their system. It works really well. Uh, Yeah, I loved all three. Um. It was such a good time. Bought some stuff back for the wife, the daughter, for myself. Uh, it was cool. On the way back, was feeling kind of iffy, so I didn't know if I was getting sick again or what was happening. Uh, got upgraded to business class. 
So I was very pleased about that. Uh, yeah, never been on business class before. I've done first class domestically, but never business and definitely never internationally. So I was kicking it in that thing. Uh, and it was a good time. Uh, wasn't feeling too hot when I got back and I took a COVID test and I have, have, I have COVID. That was shitty. So I was not feeling well when I went out there, which was shitty. Come back. COVID, those first two days, sweet Jesus. They weren't as bad as the first cold, but it just was, I did not need that in my life. Like an idiot, gave it to my wife, who did not deserve that. So I, I get out of quarantine, I think, two days. She's in like four days. My daughter, we tested her, negative. We're going to keep doing that just to make sure it doesn't go to daycare and affect everyone. But my family's doing well in terms of health. Um, be careful out there. Uh, when I get back, I realize I read an article how there are new strains of COVID in the U.S., Israel, and Copenhagen. So I have, or Denmark, excuse me. So I have two of those places marked down. Yay. So as of now, I feel much better than I was last week. I'm going to mask up forever, but I feel pretty good. Um, and Wednesday is when I can come out of the basement and be a part of almost society. For now, I think I'll give it more time after that just to make sure I am good. So, I'm back. Lost a week to COVID. And now I need to hit the ground running. Here's what's, here's what's uh, coming up. So, the next showcase is going to be November 3rd in Baltimore, Maryland at Mobtown Brewing. I think Mobtown's in Canton, Baltimore. I'm not sure. But November 3rd, Friday night, doing it. Show up, please. Be there. I have to figure out who the guests are going to be. My boy Heel's going to do it. It's going to be recorded. We're going to tape it. It's going to be great. I will be going to Baltimore a lot in, in the coming months just to make sure my guests are good to go, the venue's good to go, get some pictures at the venue, see if I can land a sponsor, go from there. Uh, I'm going to connect with Colgan. Haven't talked in a while, but we need to connect on the Nubian Square project. We had started it but we have not gotten close to finishing it so we need to get in touch with our client uh we have more ujima to do in the fall so i'll be in boston a lot uh i was contacted by the boston ujima project to speak at their assembly of black, uh, black possibilities which is in october so about a month before the the showcase i will be doing yours mine and ours live in Boston at Convene. I've been there before for a networking event for Lattice. So I'm pumped about that. I get to stay at a hotel right in the city, kick it, do my thing, come back. And October's going to be busy. My, my daughter's birthday and I'm an aunt who's doing a thing. Excuse me. <coughs> that's COVID. That's, that's the cough. So it's going to be busy. Uh, so yeah, uh, outside of that, I'm going to be launching a bunch of social and stuff starting September 1st just to prep for this new um, showcase and to get, you know, listeners uh, and hopefully clients. I love the fall. I love September. Uh, you know, my birthday is a big part of it, but also because of school, the fall always feels new to me. I'm 40. I'm not I'm just, I've been in school in a long time, but fall just feels like new beginnings. Man, you get the leaves. It's not as hot outside, not as humid. It's going to be pretty, and I am very excited 
for what is in store for me and for the work that I get to perform and for the work I have to do. So I'm back. We're back in D.C. COVID is almost out of my body. I'm going to make sure it gets out of my family's body. I'm going to eat ginger, rest, pray, do all of it, continue to work on what I got to work on, and get ready for these events that are popping up. So I am stoked about that. For all of you who are out there, I hope you are stoked for what's coming in the fall. Sports are coming back. We got football, soccer, football, baseball playoffs. I'm only naming sports things. I'm sure we got movies coming out and, I don't know, Equinox. We got stuff coming. So I hope everyone enjoyed their summer. But I don't get sad at the end of summer. I'm I'm too old for that. It's It, it got too hot. I'm not with that 95 everyday shit. I want that nice 60 brisk, good brisk walk going, you know? That's what I'm about. I love the fall. Ah, all right. Only coughed like two or three times. So, everyone out there, I missed you. I love you. I'll be talking to you soon.